Welcome to the American Horror Story Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story Freak Show. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Tupperware Party Massacre, episode 410. Which up until this week was called The Fat Lady Sings. That's so insensitive. It is. Um, so, there's, yeah, I mean, so you're... And I'm Cecily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Aaron, joining me as she does every week, my paramour, Cecily. What... So that's kind of interesting. They thought I, I'm assuming they changed the title because they thought it might be offensive, or they just decided to give no, away. No, I think the main I think that if you of... were gonna title it the Tupperware Party Massacre, and I could find out the title, uh huh, like six episodes ago, sure, then that kind of spoils things, don't you think? I don't think it's insensitive. Yeah. Because obviously they get great pleasure out of making fun of the very fat woman. That's on what the I'm show. saying. That's what I'm saying. So no, they're yeah no, okay. Not. Yeah, I guess that's this true. That. That's true. If they, if if and plus it's like a double whammy because we thought maybe that uh, what's the uh, large lady Emma? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Wiggles. I'm a Wiggles. I thought that maybe uh, she would die. Right. And then they, well, I mean, if if the name is the fat lady sings. Oh, you know what? When I read it, because I went through all of the episodes beforehand, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I gathered the title and the director and the writer information, so I could just be prepared ahead of time. Sure. As I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no writer and director information, and I thought for sure that this was going to be the episode where Ethel dies. Huh. Yeah. Because Ethel's fat? Yeah. She's the <laughs> only, well, at that point in time, she was the only fat lady on the show. Mm. Mm. It's rough. It's rough when you can do pull double duty like that. And I knew, I mean, I've known from the beginning that Ethel's not going to make it to the end. Yeah. We should do death predictions. Man, we should. We should have. Next season, <laughs> we should do that, and we should say what, what episode we think they're going to bite it. Okay. Because, man, you get these last few weeks, and it's like double, triple, quadruple homicides are on the table. Yeah. Or on the operating table. Mm-hmm. Kill off Sarah Paulson. There's two characters right there. It's people killing themselves, people not killing themselves. I mean, it's just a whole big thing. Can, can we... Let's get, let's get honest here. What did you think of this episode? Um... I thought this episode was a drunken mess, just like Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I I can't put my finger on any particular episode in the last few weeks since I did not enjoy this one or did not enjoy that one. But this show feels like it's running out of gas a little bit. It, I mean, the, and, and, and that's having said that the dandy is giving me as good a dandy as he's ever given me. Yeah. Like, he's he's really, really doing good work, like creepy human puppets and taking blood baths and yeah no but he just can't carry the weight of the entire show yeah i i don't know i mean what like you know i i i, I again i can't put my finger on it but i just don't know can't put your lobster fingers in i it. can't put my lobster my my lobster fingers they're too thick and misshapen to to put my finger on what is the deal but i just feel like the show is a little bit running out of gas and it's starting to become a problem with me. Yeah, I wouldn't be... I mean, is next week the final episode? Is that what you said? Or are we breaking now? Well, so I think... And it's changed a couple times, but I think that to, next week is our last episode of December. Mm-hmm. And then it goes off for like three three weeks and comes back in the first week or the second week of January. But Wikipedia is now only showing one episode. It was showing two untitled, undated episodes, but mm. now it's just showing one, 411, with no other information. Now, that could just be a Wikipedia edit war, or it could be, 
I mean, there's 13 episodes this season, right? There's never not been 13 episodes. I don't know. Like I said, when I went through and I was trying to get all the information ready, mm-hmm. there was eight. Ah, so. And it ended here. So I uh, haven't gone back. I was caught off guard. This is episode 410. How was there only eight? Answer me that. I think I did it on the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> all Redemption. right. Well, let's talk about the episode. It, it, it opens intriguingly enough with Dandy and Maggie. And uh, Maggie is in her Esmeralda mode, and she's uh, using her crystal ball to foretell Dandy's future. And uh, he's really worried about uh, breaking all these hearts, and he's talking in code like he's just some rich uh, uh, playboy. Okay. And she's eating eating it up, right? She's really grooving on the Dandy. No, I don't think that's the Oh, case. you think she's just being professionally interested? Yeah, no, I think that's kind of just her thing. Well, I got $100 out of him. Yeah. Uh, we in a in a in a crystal ball flashback. Five dollars out of him. One hundred five. One hundred five. It's a magic number. Hit hit one hundred five. Your number one music <laughs> station. Your number one fortune station. <laughs> uh, we Tell find that, the future breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We, <laughs> we find out that uh, in a flashback that the Avon lady visited and he invited her in, clubbed her with a candelabra, chopped off her head. Uh, somehow attached her head to her mo- his mother's body and then did the human puppet routine with her. Did you think for a second that Maggie was actually seeing this in the crystal ball because they did, you know, mm, the zoom in on no, her? No, I did not. I did not. I thought I that, that would be really uh, interesting. Yeah. For in a storytelling standpoint that she accidentally discovers that she's really got this power she's been pretending to have to discover that this guy's a murderer and it'll be her undoing. Wasn't that a thing with Coven last year? Or is it Coven? The coven? coven. God damn it! I said it wrong so many times. I don't know which one's right. Uh, wasn't that a plot in Coven that Sarah Paulson didn't really have much in the way of witchy powers, and then she kind of ascended and became the supreme at the end? No. So I guess it's it's in the cards that maybe she could discover some un uh, un unknown previously unknown power. Yeah. Uh, anyway. She uh, does not see any of this in the crystal ball and says, no one's going to know anything about this. You've got a storm cloud on the horizon that's going to blow over and you're going to be made in the shade. And he slips her a Benjamin and says, you have a true talent. It's a shame to waste the power inside you. (laughs) Do you think Emma Roberts is going to end up in a bloodbath? I hope so. I certainly do. Yeah. I'm over Maggie. I've been over. After last episode, I am totally over her. I was... Super pissed to see Jimmy pass up uh, Dot and Bet for a shot at Maggie. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think that they're a little too good for him anyway, and they're pretty terrible people. Yeah, everyone's terrible. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a feedback that breaks it down, the depth of depravity of all these people that we're <laughs> trying, right. trying to find something to root for. Um, Before we move on, we have to talk about what a great human puppet that was that Dandy made. I tell you what. In his mother's eyes. Because she's obviously still alive. Is and she? Well, no, I'm talking about her, the, the character playing. That wasn't like a body oh, okay. double I was like, or what dummy. did I miss? <laughs> no, but her eyes kept, you know, moving around in the sockets. And it was really unnerving. I found it very creepy and gross in a way that I enjoyed. It kind of gave me the shivers. Now, I've never actually handled a dead body. Really? <laughs> For longer than mourning the loss of it at a funeral. Okay. But I hear that rigor mortis wears off. Sure, it does. So can eyeballs like move around in the head like that? I don't know. I, I know. I mean, corpses can do all kinds of really weird shit. Yeah, like grow their hair and nails. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's I've read. I've read that what actually describes a phenomenon is that your skin dehydrates. 
and you know your your hair follicles kind of pop out and your the nail beds retreat from the nail so it looks like they've grown but they don't actually grow but uh no totes like uh i guess dead bodies can groan because like gases escape oh, yeah. them and the easiest way to come out is they either fart or they belch and moan and do all that kind of stuff um weird yeah i've heard of course something that causes a corpse to like sit up but i don't know about oh. it, eyes rolling around in the sockets oh well I mean, it doesn't bother me that it happened because it was really cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it was intentionally kind of a creepy. And she seemed like she was staring. She was keeping eye contact on Dandy, which made it even creepier. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, guess what? Jimmy is a feeder now. Are you aware of that fetish? Um, no. There's a feeder fetish where you get sexual pleasure from plumping people up. Wait, is this a real thing? Yes, it's a real thing. I should know. You it's can feeder, make anything into a sexual feeder and thing. a stuffer. I think a feeder is the person that that does the stuffing, and the stuffer is the person being stuffed. Stuffer, yeah. Wouldn't that be a stuffy? I don't know. Isn't that the name st- of a children's toy? I think maybe that's why they they didn't go there because that's just wrong. You can't name you can't name your sexual fetish after a children's pillow pet. Ugh, God. So anyway, he and he's saying that, hey baby, uh, Wiggles, Miss Wiggles, if you want it long and hard, I got to get you soft and wide, which is so gross. I don't, I I I really don't understand what's going on here. Like this isn't a fetish of his. I don't. This is just something that he's doing right now. I can. And Im- everyone's snap judgment is you are so stinking drunk that you're fucking the fat girl. Yeah, and I could see him like having a uh, sort of like affair with this girl because she's new, she's interesting, she's a source of comfort. But to turn it into a, like a feeding fetish thing, that I just don't understand. That's a bridge too far. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like a abusive, exploitive relationship all around. Uh, he hears the dandy whistling, and he goes to confront him. And Amazon Eve and Paul try to stop him, but not really. Yeah. Not very hard. They didn't try very hard. And uh, he engages him in some drunken kung fu. Not the cool stuff that you see Jackie Chan do, but basically letting Jimmy take swings at him and then dodging and having Jimmy collapse into human wreckage at his feet. And he says to Jimmy, I am a god. He goes totally Kanye on him. <laughs> I am a god. I need you to suffer. I'm going to destroy you and all you love. Sounds like things are pretty grim for the freak show. We're going to need, we're going to need Edward Mordrake to come back. <laughs> but Dandy has a type, doesn't he? He just likes murdering helpless housewives. I don't and other know. Women like he, and male prostitutes. Oh. And Avon ladies and mothers and strong black female characters. I mean, he's he's like all over. He's he's tasting a rainbow here. No, it seems like it's mostly effeminate. Huh. <laughs> uh, like I said before, a couple episodes ago, I think he just likes to prey on the weak. And I think if he tries to, t- to tackle bigger game, yeah. as he's going to start doing because he's got this complex now, that uh, it'll be his undoing. Who was Regina's name? Mom's name? Nora. Dora. Dora. You think Dora was weak? I thought Dora was strong. No, I meant like she was older and she couldn't, oh, I physically, see. couldn't physically overpower her. Yeah. But she did have the upper hand for most of his so life. So who do you think is going to who's going to who's going to be his match? Definitely not Jimmy. Well, I mean Jimmy could. I don't think Danny's especially strong and he's got those lobster boy powers. Are those powers? Mitts. I mean, I'm just saying, they look <laughs> like it could throw a solid punch. Well, sure, if he can stay sober long enough. I think he's. I mean, he's. <laughs> I think he's he's back to being dried out next episode. Yeah, he's the murdering pacifist. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we see that uh, there's kind of like a lot of I don't know these episodes. I'm not sure if it's clever. It's just annoying. But they love 
It's it's like everything is a flash forward. Like we're in the moment, and then we're gonna flash back to tell you how we get there, and then we're back in the moment. And ever, and it's not just the episodes that go that way; it's the scenes within the episodes. Because Elsa is coming in and saying uh, to this nice, fairly nice motel, and she's got Russell Edgington in tow, mm-hmm. and she's like, "We're saving you from this squalor, and we're moving you to a murder barn." <laughs> <laughs> like this day's in has got to go. Which yeah. arguably, a murder barn is a step up from a day's in. Well, did the day's in have a pool? You don't want to swim in a days in pool. It's it's all baby diapers and 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 used band aids and right, amorphous right. balls of hair from all hell right. to breakfast. All right, that's enough. <laughs> and, and the less said about the continental breakfast, the better. But uh, she she saves her from days in, checks her into the murder barn. We have a flashback where they went into Ethel's caboose and found her suicide note, which she hid in a hope chest. Yeah. Who the hell hides? It's difficult to find. I mean, I feel like Elsa knew her pretty well. You'd think she'd be the person to say, well, Elf- Ethel will hide a note here. Yeah. But it took them a long time to find it. Well, plus it's Isn't like. that defeating uh, the purpose of a suicide note? Jamie, it's like a last Jamie's son, I've, I've blown my head off. But uh, one last thing uh, you can do for me, son, is go on a scavenger hunt for the suicide note. I mean. Yeah, that's weird. Especially since the note held the key to Bet and Dot's location. I mean, that's kind of important. Sure, sure. Like, mm. no one is looking for the suicide note either. No. Well, I guess, not, I guess they oh, win. Oh, it's and... true. I guess she did pretend to s- that she killed herself, even though she had already planned on killing herself. Right. And then, F- and then um, Elsa and Russell went in and tossed a place, probably before they even announced that the, su- or the suicide had occurred. Yeah. So, back to Bet and Dot. Yeah. Why did Bet and Dot think that they're in that motel? I don't know because we did not even know that Ethel had squired them away or squirreled them away in that hotel until last episode where it was mentioned in passing. So we don't know and they didn't fill us in. Apparently Ryan Murphy doesn't think we so, need to know. So they just were hidden away from this threat that they didn't know about? Yeah, you'd think. I mean, obviously so the So when twins... the threat shows up on your doorstep and says that some strange, mysterious murderer has killed the person that was trying to protect them, you're like, okay, let's go? Well, I mean, the twins were skeptical, but they were skeptical in the generic, we see how you've operated, Miss Elsa, way. Not like we were specifically warned by Ethel. So, no, well, I, I have no idea. Last time we got in a car with you and you took us somewhere, you sold us to some rich people. But you know what? We're going to give you a second chance. Yeah, the whole pretty dress for Hollywood thing didn't pan out. But I'm sure the surgery where we'll be put under general anesthesia in a murder barn is going to turn out yeah, A-OK. especially with this sketchy Hollywood agent who just has time to burn on the freak show in Jupiter, Florida. Can't stop eating. Can't stop choking down steaks and pork pies and whatever else he puts in front of his face. <laughs> I tell you what, bet Dot's not the smarter one. It's just that neither of you are smart <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. In the land of morons, the person with the average IQ is king. <laughs> so, uh, Theo Huxtable comes to visit Desiree and announces himself as Angus T. Jefferson and said, I couldn't stay away. And he gets in there for 20-some seconds, and that's it. He that's said. It. Cosby Kid on American Horror. <laughs> yep. He said, my dad's been raping girls, and I had to get out of there. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, what? Uh, you Ryan... feel sympathy for the man who raped a lot of women? No, no. Okay. Ryan the Dandy Friend said, I wonder if Malcolm Jamal Warner suddenly came through realization as Cosby Show royalty checks were going to dry up. Hey, 22 seconds on TV is better than none at all, right? So Ryan's right there with you. Wait, who uh, said that? Ryan, did you just the dandy slip in fan. some feedback? I did. I did. It's pretty slick, huh? Oh, yeah. So that's it. 
we I'm sure he'll be important later after Dell uh, finishes hanging himself or blow, blowing his head off. See, and this is why nobody's a good person. She's been with Dell, and she was this devoted wife. But she's still got a bow on the side. Wait, 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 wait. She was fuck. She was she was fucking the gay away from a train of gay men in Chicago. I don't think she that's, was that faithful a wife. No, I think that's different. Del, I'm pretty sure Dell was aware that she was no. making money from oh, no. by doing that. Why do you think he was so furious about it? Hmm. Because he's gay. That, that's the thing. It's like now that you know he's gay, you, you see she's why jealousy. he was extra super <laughs> super super furious about that. Uh, anyway, uh, just as uh, Angus T. Jefferson is becoming interesting, you hear some loud fucking going on from a tent, and uh, Maggie, who's hanging out with Desiree for some reason, and her investigate. Yeah, they're BFFs now. Yeah. Yeah, especially since Maggie just put the kibosh on the freak, <laughs> the, the freak sisterhood murder last episode. Why is Desiree BFF with her? This is like the next morning. Yeah. Um, it's really making my head hurt trying to keep track of what the hell is going on. Yeah. Who's feeling what about who? Yeah. So. Oh, my God. That happened. Uh, anyway, Jimmy is fucking Ima. He's making her wiggle. Oh, and, I see what you did there. And uh, Maggie acts like she's hurt. And I don't know if she is hurt. You know, the I don't first know time what I watched this, it looked like she was laughing. And the second time, I was like, she seems kind of upset. Yeah, that's we did think that. Yeah. So she's like one of those, um, not Rorschach, but optical illusions where, you know, it looks like an old maid and you turn upside down. It's a young princess. That's yeah. that's Emma Roberts acting. Yeah. Is she crying? Is she upset? Is she laughing? I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> but uh, she gets in Ima's face and says, you're nothing. You could be a pillow or a sock. And Ima's like, are you, Jimmy, are you going to take that? And Jimmy vomits on the floor. It's like, Bleh. Defensive vomiting. Uh, we then go to, I guess, Jimmy went from there to this Tupperware party where I now don't think the girls were enjoying shockers because we're uh, sucking dick. Thank you. Is at the is the state of the sexual arts to them. There's a girl explaining what it's like to take a penis in one's mouth. Yeah, you come to these Tupperware parties where you're getting finger banged by the same man who doesn't wash his hands in between <laughs> rounds. And you've never sucked a dick before? Are you kidding me? But she did get a nice stove out of it. That's true. That's true. It's nice. It's 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 you know, it's it's good to get recognition for your work. I think uh, it's 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 only fair. Uh, it's, wow. My autocorrect kept on wanting to, every time I'd say sucking, it would always put sacking. So I have a lot of dick sacking in this episode. A lot. <laughs> a surprising, Ryan Murphy is blazing, uh, he's blazing new trails when it comes to numbers of dicks sucked on screen mm -hmm. and uh, audible fapping. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was not prepared to see uh, so, so, so much dick sacking. And I also wasn't prepared for audible fapping, but I got that in this episode. So yeah. hats off, Ryan Murphy. Pants well, off. I don't know. That's never that's never been a controversial thing. You can do that any old time. But if you show a woman being gone down on, mm. then it gives you like an automatic R rating. And you can't show that on television. Mm. You ever notice that? It's true. It's true. What are you doing enjoying sexual pleasure? I know. Come on. <laughs> uh, I could get a stove that way. Speaking of whores, uh, the Tupper one, one, the the Tupper whore in the <laughs> in the periwinkle dress stumbles out of the back bedroom uh, and Spanish says, "Sky, oh sorry, please," and informs everyone that Jimmy's drunk. He keeps missing. Uh, yet another piece of evidence against the Spocker 
uh, treatment. Yep. And uh, she's and, and she's paid him and sent him on his way. He stumbles out later, uh, just a few seconds later, and starts hallucinating that his mother is one of the Tupper whores. No, I actually this scene actually worked for me. Yeah, I liked it. That Ethel engaged the housewives on you know Tupperware and. I, and... Well, because so it's such a heavy scene, yeah. And Jimmy is such a terrible actor, yeah. And they're just playing it for laughs, so it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not bought, I, I do not buy any of his emotional trauma, yeah, or any of his pathos. But if you want me to laugh at it, sure, sure, I will. She says you have to preserve the past, or you waste the future. Oh wait, 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 you can't protect the past and lose the future. Uh, also, she starts quoting Obi Wan from Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. You were the chosen one. Uh, you know what happened to you? I wasted my hopes and dreams on another drunk, just like his father. Uh, about this time, Jimmy wakes up and realizes that he's got his face buried into the wrong woman's crotch and uh, or bosom, and he flees the scene, uh, only for Dandy to show up and ring the bell and charm his way in. Did Dandy never leave the freak show? What do you mean? Did he ever? Like I think he followed he followed Jimmy exactly. intentionally. That's what I'm saying. Did he threaten Jimmy and then just sit there in his car and wait to see if Jimmy was gonna leave? Sure, he probably he probably waited on that dirt road that's kinda outside the But why would you have any reason to think that Jimmy would leave? I mean, he was obviously just wasted. Uh, Danny's got a lot of free time in the day. <laughs> it's it's op- wide open. There's no <laughs> there's no Dora. To, to, to show up for meals. He's got millions of dollars. His mom's dead. He's making mom puppets. And... I don't know what the gardeners are doing. Presumably they're still gardening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's just got a lot of free time. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Okay. Okay. I just needed to check. Perhaps too much time on his hands. Uh, Dean, okay, Russell Edgington mm-hmm. and Elsa take the twins uh, to the aforementioned murder barn. And they tell them just a pack of lies. How they're just going to split them down the middle and life will be fine. And only... Uh, bet the stupid one is the one that's saying with one arm and one leg, what the hell kind of normal life? How is that less freakish? Yeah. We have some novel erotica value. If you just split us in half, we're still kind of a freak. Yeah. Have only half of a vagina. And we can't get around. We can't lace shoes no more. Can't do needlepoint. What man can love us? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's about it. Uh, the hubby comes home to the Tupper whore party. And he starts bitching about the parking, which I got to say, probably wouldn't be that uptight about the parking on a street situation if he got his dick sacked once in a while. Oh, seriously. I mean, you get all the driveway space you want. It's the least you can do if you want to if you want to hog a man's parking space. Just got to sack a dick. Just got to sack a dick. Uh, but he quickly finds out that it's it's not, uh, you know, he's he's got more than just your average 50s middle class bitching to do. He's got a full on murder situation. There's mm-hmm. blood on the walls. The pool has been filled with uh, Tupper Tupperware ladies and blood. And it's a murder. It's a it's a murder show. Yeah. Awesome. He almost slips in his wife's blood. That was that was a pretty good looking murder set. Uh, Would have been funnier if he just gone full pratfall there. You know what? I actually thought about that. Like, what if he accidentally slipped and fell into the pool, like, or, and ruined or one of the Or banged his takes? head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seemed pretty easy. Yeah, I uh, felt unstable just watching him. Uh, Dandy, uh, he's 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 put this Tupperware to good use. He's uh, put poured some of the women's blood in there to keep it nice and preserved and fresh. Yeah, and he's poured himself a nice uh, blood bath. Mm-hmm. Which I feel a little cheated that this isn't a pure bloodbath. Yeah, I was hoping for 
just pure blood, no water dilution. I mean, I understand that was one of the problems I had. Like, I don't think his mom has enough blood inside her body to fill that tub, but it was really cool. Yeah. Now that it's just like, you know, one part blood to one hundred part water. I mean, can it that will not preserve your godlike status. Would that even give a shark a boner? I mean, I feel like even a great white needs more blood in the water than that. Yeah, no. That's just a snack. Yeah. He, he needs to listen to some more Kanye and uh, get right here. Uh, but Regina shows up as he's buck naked, about to get in the bath. And he's like, look, stop talking about your mom. I killed her. And I killed uh, my mom. So we've got like, you know, we're murder twins. <laughs> and uh, I, I love how much control I have over these people's lives. And I'm living my dream. I'm living my destiny. I'm finally happy. I know. Take a bath with me like we did when we were kids. There's no way they'll both fit in that tub. <laughs> I don't even think she could fit in that tub. Yeah. As a large it, as a large man myself, I do not fit in a standard sized tub. Yeah, taking a bath is just kind of disgusting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 If, if you're older, if you're double digits and you're taking a bath for cleanliness sake, you need to rethink your choices. <laughs> look at your life. Look at your choices. Take a shower. Look at your hygiene. Take a shower like like all the adults do. Look at your godlike status. <laughs> Is it worth it? Um, anyway, she says, uh, quite sensibly, I don't want to stay here with you. I don't want to take a bath. I'm scared. And he throws her out, which I'm like, wow, this is interesting. He's going to bring the police down on I him. I just don't understand how she was ever actually trapped in that room. I mean, he turned the key in the lock and then left the key there. I thought she was just going to go linebacker and, like, monster truck through that door. Yeah, or him. Like, or Regina throws herself on that door. That door is splinters. The floor is covered in croquet mallets and large toys and yes. exercise equipment. I mean, Oh, you know what, Dandy? Seems... I will join you for a bath. That sounds good. And when he turns it back, whack-a-mole. Hold his head under the blood water. Yes. Yes. There's so many ways this could have turned out awesome. So how said... did she get into law school again? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like a reasonable maybe she's a, Maybe she's a law... Maybe it wasn't law school so much as secretary school, and maybe she didn't graduate so much as dropped out. Okay. So, because she doesn't seem... I just expecting... I actually don't even know why she's in this show. Do you think she's going to come back somehow? No, I think she was supposed to serve as like a temporary foil for Dandy. The most, the temporariest of foils. Like the tinnest of foils. Yeah, we didn't need her at all. I mean... Everything that he said to her, all the exposition that came out from, you know, his state of mind could have been done with the Tupperware ladies before he killed them or with his mother before he killed her. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's nice to see her. Yeah. But we didn't need her. Yeah. I liked her voodoo stuff from last year, but this year it's like I, I really don't know other than Ryan Murphy. Like, hey, you got a couple of days free? You want to have some laughs and stare at the dandy's ass? Uh, anyway, speaking to Dandy, I'm he goes... I'm prepared to admit wrongness if she comes back before the end of the season, but... Well, I'm going to call some bullshit on Ryan Murphy's whole people are, that are dead stay dead. Because, you know, he's played fast and loose with the literal interpretation of that by killing people and then just, you know, ta- you know, crossing his uh, fingers behind his back and takes, giving, giving full takes backsies. But she is dead. Headshot, brain splattered, blood splashed on the we wall. We haven't gotten there yet. You're spoiling everything. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, the dandy slips from Kanye to Judge Dredd as he says, I am the law, as she runs out the house. Uh, this is the best scene of the evening. The twins are talking in bed about the surgery that, that Dot wants. And Bet gives this really heartfelt thing about, like, yes, it is a burden, and yes, her life has been hell, and this would drive normal people set insane. 
but there's nothing we haven't been able to accomplish if we don't if we put our heads together. We can we've learned to lace our shoes, we've learned to do needlepoint, and we've got been given this gift of really loving another person, like biblically the way Jesus talked about, like you love yourself and how that love is sacrifice, and it's about how much you would give. And she goes, you know what? I couldn't survive without you. I know you could survive without me, and I want you to have a shot at a normal life. So she volunteers. She, they see through this whole thing about, well, you know, we can survive the splitting. Yeah. She volunteers to give her life up. For Bet a- reverse psychology is her. <laughs> because Dot says, yeah, that's right. Dot says, you could never survive without me. And then Bet's like, I know, and that's why and you. breaks have- her heart. Yeah. So these twins have been back and forth about wanting to kill each other, not wanting to kill each other, wanting to separate. Mm-hmm. Is is this the final? Are they now together? I mean, they held they held their own hands, which I thought Twice. was sweet. Twice. Do you think that number one? Do you think this scene was effective? I thought it was. I actually, I don't know if it's the alcohol talking, but I thought it was surprisingly moving, and it's entirely on the the dialogue and Sarah Paulson's performance. No, I agree. She's... Because it's like. Sarah, the thing about Dot, or Bet rather, and she's got that childlike innocence, it's really like when your kid comes up to you and gives you a very expensive gift or, you know, something, and it's just super sweet. There's that, that element of a, uh, you know, there's the sister element, and there's also a, almost a parent-child, a, a, a paternal thing going on with these girls and I, that I thought was effective. That's what, true. I mean, I I think I agree with you, but I think the only thing that kind of bothers me about it is um, Bet's flip-flopping feelings you know the last episode they were featured in had bet getting her hair done and her makeup and how she was so much better and prettier and vain and and elsa now she's ready to sacrifice her her life yeah Yeah. is that knife gonna go anywhere i don't know i mean that's check off that's the 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 a tip or the 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 the, check off cheese the typical check off's knife you know it was seen in the first episode i want to say if not the second yeah and that seed has been planted, and I've thought a million different ways it could go, but I don't know. I feel like the, the twins might have might have crossed a line where they're ready to stop fussing and feuding. Maybe she'll use that knife to kill Elsa in the end. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Elsa got to die. Uh, you know what? Besides Elsa's extreme vanity, I don't see what it is she's really done wrong. And someone please correct me, but... Because she thinks that the twins are actually going to be operated on. Like, she's being stupid and naive by buying into what Russell Edgington says, but he's is selling her some serious lies. She he says, oh, we'll kill her. He says, oh, we'll kill her. Well, no, actually, I'll get the doctor. I know the doctor. I'll get the doctor. We're not going to kill them. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Because she did intentionally knife Paul in the gut. And Paul should have died. Paul has made a complete recovery. Yeah. It's it's his, incredible. His dying in the tent days are long behind him. And I just... It's really nice that she she's so good at throwing the knife that she threw it right between all the vital organs that are right in there. <laughs> it just pierced the skin, slipped in sure. between those organs. Sure. No, no harm, no foul. She did kill Ethel. Ethel was going to kill her. Yeah. I mean... She did sell the twins to... Well, of course, she doesn't know that the dandies are I'm just saying that I think do. she might be the most innocent person besides... Damn, you might be right. But I mean, besides Ma Petit, but she's super dead. Sure. Yeah, the innocence itself has yeah. been killed. All so right. So I, I do believe that they could uh, turn around and kill her with that knife, but I think they've got their uh, laurels all out of whack. So that was the best scene. Let's move into... 
let's say a more messy, weirder scene. So Dell's writing a suicide note and he is writing it to his son, Jimmy, and he's just struggling on all aspects of it. And he is overcome with guilt and shame. And this is another one as flash forward flashback, because I think this is as a result of Russell Edgington saying, I own you. And also here's my giant cock. And I'm going to audibly and aggressively fap it in front of you. You mean it's two giant cocks? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the fa- that was what the noise was. Until was, I see he was banging them together yep. like those you know those inflatable uh, uh, sticks that they give you like basketball games to like wave and bang together to make yeah. the noise. That's mm-hmm. what he was doing. Until I see definitive proof that that's not what's there. Yeah, I maintain that's what's there. Sure, um, but anyway, Dell could they're, not resist. They're implying that Dell is driven to suicide by the magnitude of Russell Edgington's cock. Well, and all the emotional blackmail that's going along there too. But but mostly Russell Edgington's cock. Yeah, yeah, I could see uh, all the shame of everything he's done catching up to him hmm. and just being crystallized by the cocks uh ma petite makes an appearance and she demands him to sign the note mm-hmm. and his ex-wife ethel shows up and says i'm just here to eat popcorn and watch you die and mm-hmm. you're a coward and i'm getting more scenes now that i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> and i kind of toned down the uh the baltimore accident because they don't have baltimore accents in heaven no nope. so uh i just want to say it's like i'm not saying that michael chiklis is short but I do want everyone to note that he can hang himself with a noose that's about four foot off the ground. In a trailer where you could easily put your foot up on a counter. Yeah, we've all been in RVs, right? Yeah. yeah we've all so. been in RVs. Campers, RVs, trailers, things of that nature. Yeah, like I'm I'm six foot and change and, you know, I can barely put my fist on top of my head and not have it touch the ceiling. I'm just saying. That's in most places for us. I'm just saying the man's an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. So... Anyway, he goes uh, to go through. I thought that hanging scene was pretty nice. The uh, you know Murphy's really good at that whole kinetic visual style, and yeah. why well, he didn't direct this episode though. Whoever did it was very. It was Lonnie Peristeri. Did we do that whole shtick at the beginning? No, we didn't. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Who wrote? Who wrote it? Brad Falchuk. There we go. That's he all. wrote That's... the last episode, too, so we, right. you know him. Double dipped. That's yeah, why. That's fine. Um, but I thought the scene was pretty good and showed him kind of like losing consciousness before. Did the rope snap or did Desiree save him? Um, when he came down, it looked like it was a clean cut across the rope. So she saved him. Yeah. Huh. Of Just in time people, for love triangle with Theo Huxtable. Isn't, wasn't she supposed to be off getting boned by Angus Beaverson? <laughs> I mean, I, really? Yeah. I mean, probably. Of all the trailers to respond to banging around in, that's the one you go to? Sure. I mean, In broad daylight. Yeah, he's prone to these violent outbursts. I would just assume he's being a dick to someone in there and just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, that's him and Amazon Eve uh, working out their strong man and woman routine again. Uh, so Desiree seems like she's distraught about him being dead, even though she joked about killing him last episode. So, whatever. I'm going to kill him, too. We find that Russell, Russ, Russ Edgington's doctor, and we kind of alluded to this, didn't go into it very deeply, but uh, Russell Edgington told Elsa Mars that, hey, 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 don't worry, I'm not going to kill the twins. I'm actually, I've actually gone through a plastic surgeon Hollywood connection to get a hold of Sugars, and he wants to treat them, and she believes it. Yeah. Because they're all idiots on the show. Hook, line, and sinker. And uh, Russell's doctor turns out to be a male prostitute. In fact, it turns out to be the Mighty Thor, correct? He's yeah. the Viking love god. Yeah. Okay. In the beginning, I believe. Because I've I, I've been I've not had the best luck in 
putting faces uh, to names and roles when it comes to the male prostitutes. He definitely has a pretty young male prostitute type. They all kind of look the same if they're not the same person. <laughs> uh, he's not very good. He's not very convincing. He can't remember the names of the patients. He can't remember his own name. Um, you know what he's good at? Sucking a very large dick. Sacking cocks. Sacking two dicks at once. He can sack that thing. It doesn't, doesn't even seem like he's gagging. I'm, I'm impressed. No, it actually doesn't even look like he's moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's just kneeling down and admiring it. Yeah. Um, Regina... Shows up next day and has brought the popo. It's the same detective that took Meep, in case you didn't notice. I thought so. Yeah, same guy. So we know he's kind of... He's already against Jimmy and his kind. And kind of shady. And Although this has nothing to do with that because this is not a freak case. Yeah, you'd think that... He's just a shady, shitty cop. Yeah, if he had dropped that bomb, I think the detective would have turned quicker than offering him a million dollars. Like, hey, I'm rich. I'll help you out. I have also got a thing against these freaks. He's like, oh, yeah? I'm yeah. just as boner. <laughs> Killing black people and freaks is what I do That's in the 50s. Say, it is Florida yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. So um, you can't rule that out. But he goes in, He goes back into, I don't know, He's he started Kanye, went to Judge Dredd. He's going David Koresh now? Yeah. Saying that uh, I'm imbued with the light. And I've got this divine mission, and also I own basically this whole town and have a, a bazillion dollars. I will pay you one million. Now, and the cop, as he talks more and more deranged, gets his gun ready, and then Danny says, "I'll give you a a million dollars in cash if you work for me and shoot this woman in the face and help me bury her." And he whips out his pistol and shoots her. When did he make? When did he decide to do that? When the million dollars was on the table, was he way. going to take Dandy into custody before then? I think so. This is not going to end well for him, is it? Nope. This whole thing is so weird. Like, I buy that it happened at all, but just the way they went about doing it, he shot her point blank, didn't take a second to think, uh, clearly has zero moral conscience. Uh, it's just so weird. And he didn't even ask to see a pile of cash first. I That's, mean, you think that Dandy, yeah. being, you know, the clever god that he is, would at least prepare some cash to bribe whoever showed up because she told him people were going to show up. He does live in a mansion, but rich but people that, go broke all the time. That doesn't prove anything. I, know. I mean, if I, I'm just speaking from experience, he just said he killed his mother. Obviously, his mother was the one who owned the business. There, there's a very good chance that he's been written out of the will or something of that nature. Or that there's going to be some kind of technical legal problem with the estate. Yeah. He doesn't have access to... to the trust unless he's 25 or some shit like that. I don't even know how old Or non-crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of things to consider before you just kill a person. Okay. Speaking of consideration, Dot and Bet are in Jimmy's trailer and they... they... <sighs> They do this thing where they take his palm and put it on their cheek, and they say, I'm sorry about your mom. Let us love you. They drop their combined skirt and dress and say, the Fuck the pain away. They're going to fuck the pain away. We're both different but special. Then she puts her hand on Jimmy's face. I don't get this. Never in a million years has anyone ever done that gesture to me. Is that a common thing that people do, or is this just Hollywood shit? Just Hollywood shit. Like, I walk in the door, and someone grabs my hand and puts it to their face. I'm like, what? What? This is how you get acne. I, I shouldn't. You, you don't know where this hand has been. I could have wiped my ass. I could be walking out of the bathroom, wipe my ass, not wash my hands, and now you got E. coli. 
<laughs> Equal way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Jimmy considers it. He goes in for a double kiss, which seemed pretty hot, uh, but he says, look, uh, I'm flattered, but I just can't do it because I'm in love wait, wait, with someone let's... else. She says that Bet can just tune out and Bet's like, I want my sister to be happy. And this is a totally separate thing, but look how Bullshit. great it is to have a blonde and a brunette for a wife. Right. And we'll both love you. Two mouths, two souls. Yeah. She wasn't vagina. checking out a shit. And also Bet has, has been historically the horn dog of the two. Yeah. So I don't, even if she said she was going to check out, I don't believe it. No, nope. I don't believe it in a million years. Nope. So that happened. Jimmy picked the hideous, horrible, odious, hypocrite Maggie <laughs> to, I mean, there, again, we're going to get into this in a feedback, but there are no angels in this camp. I'm just saying that it seems like Bet and Dot are a much better match than Maggie, the freak a murder accomplice, the one that wants Jimmy to suck it up the you day know, her mom di- his mom dies. Bet and Dot. Bet and Dot. Bet and Dot. Bet and Dot. Talking about bed and debt in the pet desk. They are actually murderers. Yes. Of their own mother. And and one of them is an attempted murderer of the other. Like, yeah. Dot is an attempted murderer Two of Two-time attempted murderer. Actually, yeah, she stabbed her, and then she plotted to ha- to separate herself from her entirely. Which was also murder. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying double attempted murder. Uh, that's the episode. That's it? No, it's not. What else happens? The 5-0 show up. Oh, right, right, right. What the hell happened? Did I just, did I accidentally delete that? I All right, you so. take that scene since you've got notes for it. Uh, So he kicks out Bet and Dot, and he's got this super hard uh boner that uh-huh. he couldn't use. Uh-huh. So he smashes his liquor bottle right. over his own bed, which, like, who the fuck does that? And then a glass is If you want to not drink and... anymore, soaking your bed in alcohol it's just like you know you don't hang out no, in bars or try glass to quit shards smoking. that bother me like oh, oh god i wasn't even thinking that I was i've had glass embedded in my skin and it's the worst is it literally the worst okay i believe you <laughs> i have this i have a paranoia so then the uh 5-0 show Just up one? <laughs> <laughs> so the 5-0 show up to arrest jimmy is it is it the dandy's man that shows up yes it is aha and, and another cop who I don't know, maybe got some money or some... Or maybe he's just acting with this douchebag detective. Yeah. They're just like resting freaks, so I think he's just in on it for the fun. He likes getting millions of dollars and resting freaks. So he's accusing him of killing the uh, Tupperware party ladies. hmm And Maggie says that, no, he was here with me all day. And they all uh, look on forlornly as he's driven away. Hmm. Yep. And he kind of deserves it because he did murder a cop. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So there's that. Yep. Is that the episode? That's the episode. I'm wondering where this is going. Like, what's the evidence? Are we going to have a trial? Are the freaks going to show up and bust him out of jail? What the hell's going on? Um, I don't know. We'll have to find out next week when we come back. Yeah, we will. Well, let's get to some feedback. But first, if you enjoy our podcast and you like to keep uh, the podcast flowing, uh, we need your then support. you can come to our Tupperware parties yeah. and not murder us. <laughs> not murder us. Buy all of our Tupperwares. Uh, if you don't live local to Cincinnati, it might be a little tough. But they are wonderful for storing blood, so it's definitely worth driving out for. I think you can get Tupperware on Amazon. And if you no. do... If you do, go to Amazon.BaldMove.com yes. to do it because that way we get a little cut on that action. Um, you know, you have to figure out – you have to find your own Jimmy. 
But we totally can totes hook you up with some Tupperware on Amazon at our Amazon.BaldMove.com affiliate link. So you can support us that way. You can go to Patreon.com and opt out of advertising in exchange for support. You can go to Subbable.com and uh, get custom content opportunities. Some dude paid me and Jim to watch Star Wars and talk about it for an hour and a half know, last week. and it was shut up about it. It's the most awesome thing that's ever happened to me. Other than meeting you, of course, and the birth of my child. Let me, back, <laughs> let me hastily backtrack. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can also rate and review us on iTunes because uh, we enjoy those, and it helps us grow the network, helps us grow the show. Um, and thank you, everyone, that's uh, supported us so far, and thanks for listening. Let's get the feedback. Shall we? Uh, don't have a don't have a a, the, a lot of quantity, but the, the quality is there. We we had people send us some long, thoughtful takes. Okay. Uh, George S said, "I noticed that while this show has some of its take some of its ideas from the 1932 horror film Freaks, which we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. And George is going to recap for us here. Okay. This episode, and he's talking about last episode, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodbath, has painted a scene almost exactly like the movie. In the movie, there's a conniving trapeze artist, Cleopatra, who seduces and marries a sideshow small person, Hans, after learning of his large inheritance." Cleopatra conspires with circus strongman Hercules to kill Hans and inherit his wealth. Drunk one night with the freaks, Cleo admits to having an affair with Hercules and mocks them, and the freaks, who once welcomed the thought of her joining the group, are now furious. Hans pretends to take the poison and medicine that she's giving him, but he secretly plots with the other freaks when to strike back at Cleopatra. In the film's climax, the freaks attack the evil pair during a storm, which I've seen this scene. Mm-hmm. Um... It rated all. It always rated pretty high. And when you remember when AMC used to do the Fear Fest or whatever it was called, they still do. I don't think they do. Where they, no, they count do. down the top ten, the top one hundred oh, scariest moments. No, I love that show. Yeah, that show was the bomb. Yeah, they need to bring that back they or load it up on YouTube or something. Agreed. Uh, they're too good for that now that they can just show one hundred and twenty hours of The Walking Dead. Well, they got Walking Dead money, so they exactly. don't care. Exactly. Give a shit what you think. Anyway, uh, they attack the evil pair during a storm, wielding knives, guns, and other sharp-edged weapons. Hercules is not seen again, but as for Cleopatra, she has become a grotesque, squawking human duck. The flesh of her hands has been melted and deformed to look like duck feet. Her legs have been cut off, and what's left of her torso has been permanently tarred. I thought the scene with Penny's dad was a cool homage to that film, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Sure. I think there's a lot of homage. There's a little bit of that Cleopatra being made into a freak with the, the candy striper. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the whole, like, I think the freaks were chanting one of us earlier on in the season. which is Ooh, a, were they? Which was a big uh, homage, or uh, which was a big uh, homage to that, that, that movie as well. I think that was just us. Was it? I think so. Well, they were all at the table, and... I thought it's like when Jimmy was giving that rousing speech about Bet and Dot and how they're one of us and they need to be protected. They weren't chanting that? Uh, I don't think so. That was like eight episodes ago. I need a, I need a pass. Well, I need a pass. just say it happened if you want. Sure. Okay. It happened. It definitely was in there. Uh, George continues. I also, genu- also was genuinely sympathetic for Elsa when Ethel accused her of killing Ma Petite. How horrible would it be to be gunned down after being blamed for killing a friend of yours by a friend of yours? I was then genuinely angry when she put on that performance as if she had no idea Ethel was dead. Her definitive turn in alliance with Russell Edgington solidified her survivor mentality and made it easy for me to hate her. Where are you at on Ethel? Or you sounds like you're pretty high on the whole Elsa bandwagon. You're, ha- ha- it's, it's, you're buying Elsa stock right now. Well, yeah, it struck me a little late in the game. Like, I don't think, I don't think she's blame free. 
I think she's willfully ignorant, and I think she's just way too vain for her own good. Mm. But oh, I guess that's what makes her a pure freak, right? Mm. I don't know. I'm very curious to see if, uh, if uh, Mordrake comes back and what he makes of all this. Because, again, I just can't imagine. Well, how do you I, feel about Elsa? Well, I was really in a hater mode, but then you kind of swayed me on this podcast because you're right. She, If you're really talking about heinous crimes... The worst thing she did is kill Ethel, arguably in self-defense, mm-hmm. because the thing that, Ar- that Elsa was accusing her of was something she hasn't gone through with, and which this episode seems to imply she wouldn't go through with killing the twins. And of course, we know she didn't kill mm-hmm. Ma Petit. So yeah, I, guess, I, guess I don't know. The only problem is, is that she's not more remorseful or yeah, she's upset so over delusional over Ethel dying. Like she did actually lose a very good friend of hers. And you'd think that there would be just as much genuine grief so she wouldn't have to overact when she sold it to the rest of the crowd, right? But that's where her vanity gets in the way, and she's just an opportunist, and this is just something she's doing to get ahead with her manager. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that, the fact that she's so lacking in self-awareness, she's so hypocritical, and she's so... But that's everyone on this show, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I love Paul. Paul's awesome. Yeah, I do love Paul. I like Desiree. Mm-hmm. I like Candy Striper now that she's been all freaked up. Yeah, I wish she would do something different with her hair, though. That's weird. Well, she's got to grow it out. I mean, no, I'm not talking about the bald spot. I'm talking about the weird, like, uh, rat's nests she's growing on either I, side. I think she should, should shave her hair now. Oh, yeah. And just embrace the just lizard embrace girl the thing. Just embrace the snake. Sure. Nest. In fact, get your ears cut off. <laughs> Just go whole hog then, with the lizard thing. Get your yeah, yeah cut your, go, to, go Voldemort them, full Voldemort. Yeah, the nose. just take the cartilage out and just like yeah. have the slits. Yeah, sure, for sure. That'd be that'd be pretty righteous. You'd bring the people in. It'd pack it'd pack the house. Oh, absolutely. The astonishing, the astounding lizard girl. Yeah, I mean she's the astounding. Before, what would you call her if she lost the ears and the nose? The mind fuckingly blown <laughs> awesome lizard girl. <laughs> the the I don't know. The the not sure if you're going to shit your pants or go blind <laughs> lizard girl from seeing her. Uh, maybe maybe both. Uh, Nathan P. has two takes. One for this episode and one for previous episode. We'll, con- we'll consider the one for Bloodbath first. He says, is it me? Just me or is Kathy Bates concra- concraptually? She's definitely concraptually obligated. <laughs> but she might also be contractually obligated to have some form of decapitation in American Horror Story. Two seasons in a row she's had her head lopped off. Hmm. She's a lot more entertaining with her lop, uh, head being lopped off last season. I quite enjoyed headless uh, Kathy Bates. Yeah, that's true. Not so entertaining uh, with dead Kathy Bates. No. And ghost Kathy Bates. I agree. I think she, I, if she could do it all over again, w- I bet she wishes she could go with Edward Mordrake. If she could do it all over again, I bet she wouldn't have done that accent. <laughs> she's like do i have to be from baltimore and if i am from baltimore do i have to do the accent no didn't i tell you about that conversation what i'm pretty sure i told you about this last time but i'm gonna pretty sure i forgot myself it. okay um ryan murphy suggested that she do a light baltimore accent as uh sort of like a shout out to a friend of hers or his or something like that and then she was doing her research and watching movies and youtube videos and things like that and she said you don't have a light Baltimore accent. Either you have that or you don't have anything. I feel like that's the case. So I don't think Ryan Murphy was in favor of that accent. But when someone with the chops that Kathy Bates has comes to you and says, I'm doing this accent, I think it just kind of got out of hand. 
Yeah, don't don't challenge her to do an accent. That's yeah. how Kevin Costner movies get made. <laughs> uh, she can. He continues. Nathan does. Also, what the fuck or what the hell rather is with Jimmy caring more about Meep's death, a relationship barely developed over two episodes, compared to the death of his own mother? Priorities. I didn't get that. I got that he just crawled into the bottle where when his mom died, where you know he was more grief stricken genuinely, but he wasn't numb in his pain. When I think died. more. I think more than uh, any of those things, he just likes to pity himself. Ah. More than he likes to mourn his mother or meep or anything like that. Yeah, it's not very attractive. No. Uh, his last point, I think, I I love. Uh, he says, after this last episode, I had some theory about Paul and Penny's relationship and how it may go in the show. Penny, having had her face mutilated by tattoos and giving a snake tongue, was seemingly being rejected by Paul. I had thought that in order to prove how much he loved her, Paul would do the one thing he still hasn't had the courage to do. And that is tattoo his face. Think about it. Paul's previously said that he wouldn't ruin his face because it was the only normal thing left about him. But now his girlfriend has just had her face ruined by her own father and is feeling rejected completely. I had thought that Paul would try to cement their relationship by tattooing his face as well, thereby accepting Penny for herself rather than for her appearance. Alas, this could happen, but as Penny is now seemingly completely integrated into the freak show, it doesn't seem likely. I thought that was interesting. What would be the double fuck? Is if Paul tattoos her face and then the candy striper rejects him. <laughs> that would be funny. Mm. I think it's a very Romeo and Juliet yeah. situation. And then they can both drink hemlock or <laughs> plunge a sword in their breast or whatever they did. I'm I just don't sure. think they really knew each other that well before they were in this relationship. Yeah. And then his her dad fucked her up for having an affair with this guy. And then she they were sort of forced into this relationship. Yeah, here's what we know about this relationship. She is rebellious. She's arguably rebellion, re, rebel fucking Paul. Right. And, he, and and also their relationship began with her being drugged and gang raped by the entire freak show. Yes, including so, Paul. Including Paul. So there's one. Put a pin in that. Paul and, is, and she's, was... she is his jump off for Elsa. So what are and I'm supposed to believe that this is a, a is. love story? And, and we do know that it was a purely sexual relationship because Paul came into her room that one night and he said, I would like to know you as a person. And they yeah. were rudely interrupted. So that yeah. never happened, really. Yeah. Until he got stabbed, in which he was totally out of it and she nursed him back to health. But still that doesn't really give you time to get to know a person. Hell no. And now is the time when they're getting to know each other. So I think it's a little early for face tattoos, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I also think that maybe they're even. Like, Paul, he's good on freaking it up. I mm. think I think he's got he's enough. He's got the flippers. He's, he's got, got the full proof. body tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. He's, and, you know, she's still probably got the rocking body. So they're like uh, uh, Wonder Twin Powers. Yeah. He's got the handsome lad face, and she's got the, the rocking bod. Yep. Boom, I don't see anything wrong with that. Don't see nothing wrong with that. There's so it. many things wrong. There's... What am I... The hell, get, get, just Ryan Murphy, fuck you for <laughs> making me say that thing. wrong with the little freaking grind. <laughs> Nathan continues on the new episode saying, The scene with Bet and Dot in the shed is really powerful for me. Sarah Paulson really proves that she needs no supporting cast as so she can act for two. It also answered a lot of questions. Dot was deluded enough to not see how impossible the operation was, and they both finally realized... They are strong enough to beat the world together. The twins truly deserve better than Jimmy, who I must point out now has seemingly got with most of the female cast, barring Elsa, Eve, and Pepper. 
and Ma Petit, but let's not even think about that. Um, I thought but, about it. But let me just say this. How can anyone proclaim innocence on this show? And he breaks it down thusly. Yes. Jimmy tells Dandy that he is a clown, the clown murderer, but did, did Jimmy not kill a police officer? Bet and Dot say they're good, they're good people, but did they not kill their mother? Maggie is just a hypocrite in general, lining the freaks up for the slaughter. You can't just expect us to ignore these facts, Ryan Murphy. Does Russell Edgington have a hypnotic penis? Also, thank you, Dandy. He did so many good things this episode. The two-headed corpse pucket puppets were freaking cool. I am a god. Scaring the crap out of the Regina, those dramatic Inception-style boahs after each of his lines had me laughing out loud. I missed that. Finally, Regina gets killed. Hooray. Getting Jimmy locked up. Good for everyone. Yes. Returning the show to American Horror Story rather than America, American kind of creepy, but not really that gut-wrenching story. Best part of the show, in my opinion. So he was in favor of this episode. Well, I think he's saying that this episode cleaned a lot of house. We got, we're back on track. And maybe that's what I didn't like, the, the, the fact that we've been shifting gears, that, that Ryan Murphy's trying to find, you know, the overdrive, and we just keep grinding. <laughs> Which there is something wrong with a little freak show grind when you're talking about the showrunner not knowing where the hell he's taking this thing. Yeah. But that is our week in feedback. That is our week in podcast. We will all try to do better next week. It's almost Christmas, for God's sakes. We need to open up a nice, nice present next Wednesday night. And and What's and Ryan oh, Ryan Murphy needs right. to tuck us in as visions of gumdrops <laughs> and legless freaks dancing our head and cheese knives dancing our head. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say? No. Send us the feedback to AHS, uh, as in American Horror Story, at baldmove.com. Hotel Sierra. <laughs> at baldmove.com. Follow us on Facebook.com slash baldmove. Get on our forums, forums.baldmove.com. And we will see you around those parts, and we'll see you here next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Good night. Good night.